Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Uh, a botched escape goes awry and he has to leave. Well, and... an escape goes awry. Yeah. If it's botched, botched and it goes awry, does that mean it awry. work? It worked, yeah. It's a double <laughs> negative. Uh, uh, which leaves... Damn it, we escaped! <laughs> Nerd On. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need but you deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yes, even they are. Those across the galaxy. A long mm. time yeah. ago, far, far away. Or just in Paris. Yeah. Or in Paris. <laughs> <Across the pond. laughs> Either one. Uh, Josh again joining us from Paris. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Uh, this time not Isn't 3 a.m. technology amazing? This time it's not 3 a.m. More there. sensible time. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. Yay. Yes, we are. Yeah. The origin story you didn't ask for, but, but you, you deserve got it anyway. As as one of the critics that Josh Minton mentioned has said, the the Star Wars after Jedi. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, yeah, uh, let's do some business stuff right off the bat here. Well, hold on. Yeah. Let's introduce our hosts. <clears throat> oh. Host. I'm I was going to do it after, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. yeah Either way, I'm Corey. I'm Tom. I'm Caitlin. Ollie. I am Josh, live from Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, we got a little business right at the top here. We'd like to thank our uh, sponsor for this episode, uh, Dark Silver Forge. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen their mm-hmm. stuff, please check it out. We have a set of their metallic dice that is absolutely so gorgeous. Pretty. They have everything. You could kill somebody with those. They They're are so considered weapons, I think. So it's like a multi. You know, Batman has them in his utility belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're so sexy too. They look so good. They do. Like they really do. They're polished steel or something. Like yeah. they're. It's. And they, they have got like some a, weight. They, they have a rainbow weight. metallic dice that I saw on their site too. That you're that into? Is, oh, I'm very into. Uh, they well, got they everything. Got if you're a board game player, they have everything you need. They got dice. They have uh, dice trays. They even have these little stands that you can print out pictures of characters and make your own custom <gasps> character for any board game oh, that dang. you like. Oh, nice. Uh, so definitely check them out. Uh, oh my god, Dark my Sonic Silver OC. Forge. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, we definitely need a dice tray. So everyone at home that knows mm. our pain of not having a place to throw your die, definitely pick that up. Yeah, Jumanji. I think yeah. I'm picking up that uh, that Odin one this week for sure because it looks badass. Uh, but yeah, check them mm. out, Dark Silver Forge. Mm-hmm. Very, very mm-hmm. cool. Thank you, guys. And, and uh, this episode is brought to you in part by our patrons over at Patreon. It's um, That's true. I guess what you, what you could say is a lot of what we do now is possible because of our patrons. Majority of what we do, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's true. Majority. It's let's not let's really, be real. You here. could say it's more of that's the facts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we, we offer are... some cool like exclusives, um, bonus content, bonus episodes, bonus episodes, Discord, Discord yeah. chat, um, mm, much more Discord to come. Chat. If you are interested in supporting us, definitely check out our Patreon. Um, and if you want to learn more about all that good stuff, you can head on over to nerdonthepodcast.com and you'll have all that crispy information. Crispy. Mm -hmm. Without further ado. Is it crispy? (laughs) Is it crispy? crispy? Delicious. Is it crispy? I like deep fried. Delicious. Um, Yeah, that's crispy. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, but without further ado, let's um, talk about the movie that we're here to talk about that you played your podcast roulette with and figured, hey, let's just listen to the newest episode of Nerd On. Yeah. And that's Solo, Star Wars Story. Right off the bat, spoilers. Spoilers. If you spoilers. haven't seen it yet, spoilers. pause this episode. Mm-hmm. It is playing everywhere. Yep. Whether you liked it or not. That's what Disney does with <laughs> Go Star Wars. Go help their box office They put bit. it yeah. everywhere. Uh, they could use a little bit of help. Hashtag yeah. MoviePass. Um, yeah. But watch it one time on MoviePass. Um, but yeah, Just so <laughs> the movie, as the movie. we do here at Nerd On, first things first, initial reactions. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think when you guys saw it? I had a lot of fun. I, I had, I think like a majority of people, I had lower expectations for it. Yep. Again, like yes. we said off the bat, it was kind of a joke, but at the same time, it is the movie no one asked for. No one asked to be like, I wonder what Harrison Ford characters were like before everything exciting. Right. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> they, but they pulled before it off. Before everything that actually mattered. Right, but they, they did it. Uh, of course, I have some qualms with it. There's a little things that I'm not, I'm not totally stoked about, but I thought, all in all, the cast was great. I thought um, Lando, I'm super biased uh, towards anything Donald Glover. I thought he killed yes. it. L7 was a great addition to any so movie. Much. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it was it was genuinely fun. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously I have this big weird qualm with Disney in its entirety, but uh, <laughs> I feel like they kind of took the Marvel formula and then stuck it into a Star Wars movie. You know, they gave you the origin story of a hero that people know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the interesting thing about it is, you know, we of the you know tw- you know mid twenties to late to early thirties age people know Star Wars. They know um, Han Solo, but you know for the younger audience and generation who don't know him and see like who's this old guy that died in Force Awakens, um, they may not <laughs> understand oh, no. how awesome this character is. So it was kind of interesting to see what a new generation of filmmakers, what a Disney's Star Wars would do to the character and see like. This is why Han Solo is the way he is. And I was really looking forward to that, to see, like, what makes him the charismatic, what makes him, like, the guy that, you know, would shoot first. You know, when you go into a room and the first thing you see is Darth Vader, you don't freak out. You don't worry. You start shooting. You just start shooting. Um, you should all be more like Han Solo. it's Han Solo. Uh... Um, so I, I walked in very, like, I don't know why I'm here kind of feeling. But then later on I did, I will say, and, I'll, and this is one thing, a stamp of approval, I felt more satisfied and fulfilled than I did leaving Rogue One. Yeah. 100%. It, it made me yeah. feel like they, they sold time. this better through its marketing and what it was trying to be than what Rogue One sold me. I agree with that. That's good. Josh? Um, well, I thought what was interesting about Solo is the turnaround time seemed to be pretty quick. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head like it was like rogue one's happening and the last jedi and all these different things were happening and then all of a sudden hey everybody we're getting a spin-off and we're getting solos <laughs> yeah right. um origin story and we're like sweet and i i feel like the turnaround time was really quick so i i, I almost feel like they held it close to their chest for a while because mm-hmm. the movie that we got was pretty amazing and I, I did love it. I, I will I will, I will say that I came to it with a little bit of baggage. Okay. And I, I came to it with a little bit of baggage because I love Harrison Ford so much. Yeah. yeah. And this is not your daddy's Han Solo. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And, you know, even Han Solo didn't go to the premiere of Solo because he didn't want to take away from 
mm-hmm. the star who oh, played wow. him. Good guy Harrison. Because it, it's not his movie. I mean, yeah. Right? It's not his movie. And That's so it, it, it was hard for me. It took, uh, I'll be perfectly honest, and everybody can judge me at home. It took me several, several minutes of the film to get past that because I was like, wow. I, I know I'm I'm a terrible person. No, I mean that's um, that I think that's kind of a more of a testament of how much this character means to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah. at all. I think uh, anyone who enjoys Star Wars as a whole probably had the same reservations. I know I did, and I had said to my wife weeks before I was like, the only way this is going to work is if he doesn't try to do a Harrison Ford impression, right? But he tries to capture that same essence of the character, mm-hmm. exactly. and I thought he did really well with it. Yeah, and so what I would say is that I, I really I really enjoyed it. Once I got past my sad, sad baggage, <laughs> I moved forward and I was like, Wow, this is this is a lot of fun. And I think that Tom, because you have berated me and some of our hosts about this, um, it has some tie-ins from what I understand to the animated series. Like in the end. When Darth Maul shows up, mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! Fuck? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and his metal ass legs. Yeah. Yep. Ray Park FT for like. Yeah. Shout out! I, I'm so excited! I'm so excited that they use the original physical actor yeah. and mm-hmm. the voice actor from the animated series. But that's not what we're talking about. Our initial reactions. And it's the voice actor it. from was, from Phantom Menace as well, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I just I love when they do that. That that gets my rocks off when they're like, "Hey, let's just use." <laughs> it gives you a nerd on. We say here, Gosh, his pants got tighter. Yes, exactly, my pants got tighter. My Jedi pants got tighter. The floor of the theater when... is sticky for other reasons. Oh man, <laughs> that took a... all right. Because he peed in them. He uh, peed. Oh, Come on, I God. did Get pee. Get your head out of the gutter, Corey. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But initial reactions, I really enjoyed it. It, it was a lot of fun. There was. You know, of course, you have new technology with new CGI capabilities and all that jazz. It was it was a lot of fun. And I'm sure as we go on in this episode, we'll talk a lot more about stuff. But I enjoyed it. Good. Glad to hear that. <laughs> all the way in Paris, <laughs> you enjoyed a movie. Good. Uh, Caitlin, your turn. Sounds uh, a little bitter over here. I uh, just want to go to Paris. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, my initial reactions... Honestly, going into the the theater and getting my ticket and stuff, I was like, I am not excited for this. Mm. Like, at all. What? I was not excited in the least. Like, I grew up watching Star Wars with my family, and I love Star Wars. But uh, just going in, I was like, Han Solo is, like, the person I care about the least. Wow. (laughs) I don't want to know anything about him. I'm here for Donald Glover. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. I dig that. Um, And then I went in, and I was like, oh, this isn't, like, I, I was expecting a lot of, like, he, I don't know. I, I was expecting more Star Warsy, but then it wasn't, and that made me more okay with it. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. It's, I don't know okay. if that even makes sense at all, but like, it does. I got it a does. lot more caught up in the adventures they were on, and like, it got really suspenseful really quickly, and I was like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. I understand like the life this person lived and that kind of thing, and then that that's what got me in. And then at the end of things where they'd be like, I just did the castle run and 12 parsecs, and I was like, oh my god, he said the yep. thing, that was the yeah. thing, oh my god. Well, if you round down. <laughs> yeah but yeah a lot of uh a lot of things just went completely over my head because i did i wasn't excited about it Aww. um but then by the time Your the movie baggage. was yeah my my sad sack uh but uh <laughs> all right that's what we're going with my sad baggage sad, is my sack, sad sack of star wars baggage my all sad right. sack of star wars I baggage it. i call it saggage uh Same but yeah me. like leaving the movie i was like oh that was 
I'm really glad I saw that because it was cool. I also love giant monsters, so the big who does big space kraken thing. Yeah, oh, space yeah, yeah. kraken was great. I is was that like, the Ooh. maw? That is not the maw. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. So yes, I liked. Ollie, yeah. um, I I mean I had so much fun. Like again, um, I went in with very low expectations because um, I'm kind of hesitant with how much Star Wars we're getting. But what I found refreshing was I immediately. Maybe I'm like Josh. I don't know. But maybe maybe along the same reasons as why Josh was able to get over it. Mm-hmm. I immediately fell in love with Alden Everett. With Alden, hmm. um, I think he did a really fantastic job um, being Han Solo, and it, and it wasn't him again. To Corey's point, it wasn't him making an impersonation mm-hmm. of Harrison Ford. It was more like capturing the spirit of the character. And sometimes you would get you would pick up on some of the mannerisms, and I think that worked really well. I also loved how cocky he was. Yeah. Um, and I think it just. I think it worked really well with how cocky he, oh, he was throughout the whole movie. Um, I, like the, I think that's part of the essence that he captured. It was also it? like a stupid cocky, not like yeah, a... <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like over the top. Um, I had some issues with it with some of the character characters aside from like what I would consider the major ones, but it was thrilling. It was suspenseful. It was um, it wasn't overly Star Wars, which I really appreciated. Hmm. Um, I just like interesting. It's, I'm sort of kind of like um, I'm, I'm assessing these movies as sort of like a reverse MCU where like we we started with the Avengers and then we're getting all the origin stories. So it's like we started with Star Wars. And now we're getting all the origin stories. Yeah. But it's like what George time, Lucas had in mind. But at the same time, I'm not convinced that every character can hold their own in a yeah. movie. Okay. Um, but I think this movie with like the events that it portrayed and, and like with the stuff that happened in it, I think it helped the amount of lore that the original movie set up for Han Solo with right. the Kessel run with Lando, with, with Lando. Chewie. Yeah, yeah Chewie, for sure. The escape pod that he never got replaced. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why? So you had, you had fun. Why do it? Yeah. yeah. So if you're a good pilot, you don't need an escape pod. <laughs> it's it's a constant, exactly. Constant. Well, he did actually <laughs> he needed the escape pod for a reason. <laughs> Um, so just to kind of talk about the movie in its generalness, a uh, brief uh, outline Synopsis, of the story, if you will. but also talking about it at the point this episode is being recorded, uh, it's at 65 million opening weekend and then 140 or mm-hmm. 60 for global, which is technically a flop. And it's yeah. all, it's huh. all being projected as a flop, which is really weird. It's interesting because Disney has kind of proven to be like the anti-flop machine, um, <laughs> to what they can do. And, uh, it, it you know, like I said, it gave me more than what I got with Rogue One, which I'm sad to hear that even though this movie I wasn't expecting a lot with had such a low box office turnout for probably the start of the summer blockbusters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's sitting at a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, but again, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, so, I mean, in in its case, like, critics like it. General audiences like it. Some people are kind of mixed of like, should it have happened? But, you know, it's it's quote unquote underperforming. But, you know, movies like Blade Runner, as we've seen, underperform in the theater. But then you have a huge second life when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. Right. So can I can I interject something? What's up? Just real quick. Yeah. Because I I think that Star Wars is something that is a cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. just from the 70s. And like, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, I relate it to. Do you like the Rolling Stones or do you like the Beatles? And do you like Star Trek? Do you, do you like Star Wars? Exactly. And so Star Wars comes with fans that are die hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are die hard. And so I, I remember even just a couple of months ago, I had a conversation with 
a coworker and he said, I'm not going to go see solo. Wow. And mm. we kind of got into a conversation and I was like, why? And he was like, it's going to be crap no matter oh. what. Wow. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think that moviegoers, when it comes to star Wars and a generation that that came from, I think that is what is feeding the rating, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of, oh, is it a flop or not? I mean, if I look at my Facebook feed right now, every person that I have seen post about Solo has said it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And so it's it's very interesting to see. But I do think that it is a cultural phenomenon if it has the Star Wars brand on it. It is just people have baggage. Uh, yeah. It's been around for, what, 30, almost 40 years? It's it's insane. And so it's it's just... it's almost expected so to it's speak there's going to be those die hard i had a, i had almost the reverse conversation at my work mm-hmm. where i was like oh yeah um one of my coworkers was deciding to see that in some other movie i think that's out or something like that and i'm like yeah go see solo like it's it's easy to um it's really easy to get into it's yeah. the least star warsy like movie if, like you don't have to have seen anything before it um i mean of course you have a whole different appreciation for it if you had but mm-hmm. yeah i don't think it's necessary you know um but, and and I yeah. think I think I got her to go see it. So. There you go. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I to to Josh's point, I feel like that's why I really don't trust critics a lot of times because definitely any and I don't want to like put them down, but any of us in this room could be a critic. Yeah. And yeah. that's it's like a really almost like it's an individual person's opinion. Yeah. And that's <laughs> me. What? Yeah. That's sorry. crazy. When you find Mind when you blown. find critics aren't human. When you find that it's, it's <laughs> you're right. It's fallible to where people can just let their own nostalgia skew their idea of it or if they don't like a certain industry or if they don't like a studio or if they don't like a director they don't like an actor it completely puts a different lens that they look at and that's why i've always liked this show and i don't want to toot our our show's horn but i am um that we try to be objective we also understand nostalgia's operating upon us we understand like music and visuals and story and Mm -hmm. charisma and we understand like with the baggage we shiny yeah like we understand (laughs) that and we don't let that be the main focus of is this a film worthwhile to see yeah i mean i think that's why to josh's point um as he's mentioned several times, we're not a review show. Yeah. And I like that we're able to just like just hang back and just talk about the movie as itself, not mm-hmm. trying to figure out if it's good or not. Shoot like we the do shit, the rating. As they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do the rating at the end and you know it's like whose line points don't matter. So it, like it doesn't matter, but like it, it helps build like context for the conversation a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and like we won't, uh, we won't sit for an hour just trashing a film. Right. You know, we we will have qualms. We want to pick it apart, can. see what's going on compared um, to the industry. It's the easy thing to do. Yeah. To just talk shit about a film. But for then an hour. again, for me, like as many qualms I might have, I want to say I want to talk about the opportunities that mm-hmm. possibly could have made it different or better, or yeah. in my taste, you know, that's yeah. more interesting yeah. to talk about. So um, speaking of that, let's go into the brief uh, synopsis of the movie. Um, so long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, there is no text. There's no uh, scroll. Apparently, uh-huh. I hope and they settle on a style. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> keep changing it up. Yeah, I I like the scroll. I think that makes it part of the franchise. But it, again, it's every director's whim. But um, uh, young Han Solo is a street rat of Corellia, and he's with uh, a beautiful Amelia Clark, who is part of my base for days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to escape <laughs> with um, because with the cool thing with instead of the scroll, they introduce like that. Uh, Space fuel is the highest like form Quaxium. of currency. Yeah, um, and they have a bit of it so they can escape and leave the life of being street rats, scrum, scrum rats, scrum rats. Um, 
and botched escape goes awry and he has to leave. Well, an escape goes awry. Yeah. If it's botched, botched and it goes awry, does that mean it worked? It worked, yeah. It's a double <laughs> negative. Uh, uh, which leaves, Damn it, we escaped! Which leaves Kira, Emilia Clark's character, uh, on Corellia still, and then him to join the Imperial uh, Army, which he wants Navy. to become a pilot. Navy, because he wants to be a pilot. Yeah. He was first questioned to become uh, an infantryman. He gets the name Solo because he has no people. Um, <laughs> and uh, later on, three years later, he's on the he's in the trenches. He meets Woody Harrelson's character, and he finds out that they're not Imperial uh, captains or anything like that. And then he actually gets first in prison because uh, Woody Harrelson turns the tables on him and then... Um, Rats him out rat, for being a deserter. But then rescues Chewie, Chewie, and yep. then go with Woody Helston, and then they end up going to Pull steal. off a train heist. A train heist. A great train robbery for Quaxium. Uh, people die, sadly. And then... Infi's in Nest shows up. Infi's Nest, which is like a pirate marauder group uh, to, that steals all of uh, Woody Helston's... Spelled I-N-F-Y. Yeah. Infi's Nest. Um... What are all, all of Woody Harrelson's bounties? Uh, they have to appease to uh, Dryden, which is Paul Bettany. Finds, Killing it, uh, by the finds way. Finds Kira working for That's Paul Bettany. Delightful. They have to work together to go get the Millennium Falcon. They get the Millennium Falcon from Lando Kyle Greasy Man. And, <laughs> well, uh, he joins them. Yeah, he joins them him. after a failed uh, Sabacc game. Um, Where he cheats. Failed he cheats. or cheated? Well, cheated. depending on whose point of view, failed or cheated. Perspective, yeah. <laughs> At the time, they thought he failed, yeah. but he cheated. Um, and they either way, up, he failed. They <laughs> end up going to a place where he could only go through a maelstrom, uh, to this planet where the they Kessel have, Run. Yeah, the yeah. Kessel they have run. to go yeah. get unrefined uh, coaxium. They get it. They release all these uh, other uh, Wookies and all the all the robots, robots. Uh, with the help of L three. They liberate. Who ends up dying mm-hmm. L- and then becoming L seven? I thought L three. L three. Why did I say seven? L three three seven. That's what uh-huh. it was. Her last digit. Yeah. Um. And so her name is Leet. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> and uh, she dies and becomes part of the Millennium Falcon. They get out of there. They do the twelve parsecs Kessel run they end up landing on the planet where they need to um refine the coaxium infus nest comes they reveal that infus nest is actually part of a rebellion against like the empire and then they end up joining the good guys double cross happens here and there paul benny final fight scene and kira ends up giving the final <laughs> blow and then han solo is kind of left on the planet lando left and kira left so he's just there with chewbacca kira um reports to her boss or Dryden's boss. Or Dryden's boss. Which is, which is Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Um, and then at the very squealed. end, uh, Han Solo <laughs> does his yep. other his last game of Sabacc <laughs> and gets the Million Falcon. And then they're on their way to meet this really cool gangster. On you Tatooine. forgot Han shoots first. Han shoots first. Han shoots first. Very important. How dare Brief you. synopsis. Yeah, but that's that's a very important Briefy. part of the But Han synopsis. shoots first. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, but that's it. And then no more scroll. Yep. And no... Uh, no more scroll. No more scroll. No more scroll. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but that's the movie. Um, yeah. So and scene. Go watch well it after you, you heard my uh, combobbled uh, synopsis of Excitement, it. adventure, hilarity. Egalitarian yes. robots. Yeah. One-liners. One-liners. It's all great. It's all there. <laughs> so uh, favorite parts? With that, yeah. Favorite parts. Our favorite parts of the movie. Uh, Ollie. <laughs> my favorite part is Han shooting first. There you go. When he uh, shot, Woody Harrelson's uh, character. Harrelson, yeah. Right when he's like, um, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Listen One last kid. lesson. Yeah, because throughout the whole thing, I was like, "There's gonna. Be, I wonder if there's going to be a, a place where like, he shoots first, doesn't ask questions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And it was like it was perfectly placed where yeah. it was yep. in the movie. 
And I liked Woody Harrelson. He's like, this is the one time I was going to kill you. And I was yeah. like, they had such a good relationship. Yeah. Even Woody if Harrelson, it was like fucked just, up. Like, I loved his I love Woody Harrelson. He's great. Beckett? Yeah, Beckett. Tobias mm-hmm. Beckett. So good. He's cool. I guarantee we're going to see some comic come out or story. Or, or a, a, uh, Beckett, a, a Star Beckett, Wars a Star Wars story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> spin off the spin off. Uh, no. My guess is a comic. Star Wars is becoming like the mummy where they have sequels off spin offs off re- remakes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a great. I, yeah. I cheered in the theater when he mm-hmm. shot first, oh, yeah. for sure. Because I'm just like, thank you for undoing George Lucas's mistake of trying to change that. Yep. Uh, Joshy Josh? Uh, favorite parts. Um, well, Ollie, did you have any I, more, Ollie? Uh, I mean, sorry, I had several, but I think I think that's good for me. Okay, cool. For now, <laughs> go ahead. I'll Josh, probably sorry. chime in some more. Are yeah. you sure? No, yeah, I'm good. I, I mean, Ollie, if you have more to say, you, you can. have more to say. Say it. <laughs> He's the first one out of five of us, so say I think what I think we'll. You we'll need uh, to say. I mean, we'll all touch on Darth it. Maul showing up. Okay. Oh, I know. Because I because for me, I know what is he in Star Wars Rogues. Rebels? Rebels? Rebels, yeah. No. Rogues. Oh yeah, he is. Uh, Rebels, yeah, right. he is. Sorry. And it's so, fucking amazing. I had forgotten that. Uh-huh. Because I don't I haven't I, I'm not up to date on Rebels at all. I haven't seen any. And I don't know at this point, I don't know what's like not canon. Like I don't know if it was canon for him to be alive or, or whatever, like because I know they retconned some stuff. Well they said um, that the Clone Wars is canon. Yeah. So Clone technically Wars is canon. So, he is alive. Yeah, but in the moment when it happened, I was surprised and I was like, wait, is this is, is this a, is this right? Is this a surprise? And it's like, <laughs> no, but it is Surprise for the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Josh or Josh? Um, we're still on favorite parts. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are. We are still on favorite parts. Um, the whole movie was, for me, as a little kid, because I am just a little kid at heart, it, it was... Man-child. The whole movie was... I'm, I am a man-child. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when... Uh, I forget who, who asked. It was either Han or... It was probably Lando, who was like... Uh, to L337, he was like, do you need anything else? And she's like, equal rights. That was Lando. <laughs> Lando asked yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, then uh, same thing at the end, what um, Ollie was saying uh, when Han shot first. I, I was kind of in suspense in that section. I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Of course, Han shoots first. Um, but it's it's it's... Han shoots first, I think, has always been kind of a, a tripe. I don't know if I'm saying that trope? right, but trope. Thank you. A trope where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Han shoots first, blah, blah, blah. But in this situation, it's like, ha, ha, oh. They made, it, they made it a plot point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they he, he shot first to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think that's an essential part of the character that George yeah. Lucas took out yeah. by his re-edits where his head shifts so... and shit. Because you're like, that's not... He wouldn't wait for someone to shoot him first. I mean, there's that, like like Tom mentioned, there's that scene where the doors open on Cloud City. There's fucking Vader. He doesn't look around and ask what what's going on. He just, he just starts fucking shooting at Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's who he is. He is there to survive. He grew up on Corellia fighting for his life every day. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a perfect, perfect example of who he is. Um, I love the reveal of the Millennium Falcon as we know it when he released the um safe the the escape pod yeah and because i remember when they reveal the millennium falcon i was like what the fuck is this thing <laughs> yeah and then, and then they go about the, yeah it's too sleek it's too fancy it's too yummy and then they go through their adventure and he releases the escape pod and i'm like ah there it is there's the fork there there it is Ooh, that's sexy my audience, i know that my audience also cheered when all the like 
at the end when they're landing on wherever they were going to refine it, and all the paneling had like come, come off. Come off yeah. And it looked <laughs> yeah. more like the yeah, more yep. look more like the Millennium the Falcon. POS that it's meant to be. Oh, yeah. and the and the gun on the bottom that finally breaks, breaks off. off so yeah. we can get the, yeah. the the new one. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great to see all that um, happen to the ship. I love the end scene when he finally does actually end it, and or not end it, but I mean win it. Like, and, and he finds out that Lando is cheating, and mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. removes the the cheating card and all that kind of. Oh, stuff. Oh, the hug but, that uh, like they do in Empire, mm-hmm. yep. where he looks yeah, like he's exactly. gonna fight him and then hugs him, and I was my whole audience cheered for that moment too. I think um, I, I think what's interesting about Solo is that it introduces a new. Not a new character to the world, but a new importance to the character, and that is Lando. Um, mm-hmm. Because before I think Lando, before Donald Glover, he wasn't. He was a cool character, of course, um, but he wasn't that important. He was underutilized. Well, he was. He kind of blows up the last Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Well, I, okay, important was the wrong word. <laughs> I, I mean that he didn't have a lot of weight. Yeah, like there wasn't he, he, a lot of gravity with him. Like he was, no, he was, he was used. He was just a charismatic character that helps them, and you're like, oh, cool, he's neat. Um, but now it's like, no, let's with Donald Clover, Donald Clover, Donald Glover. How dare you? The, I like Donald Clover. How? How Donald dare you? Clo- <laughs> I know. Um, I think that he he is perfect. For the role, mm. mm-hmm. oh, he... I just thought you were going to say perfect, but you were right. Go, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's <laughs> a blanket are, statement. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. is. It's Don Glover is perfect your, for blank. Can you put the, the the pillow on your pants. You guys, just I got can. the pillow here already. <laughs> Give me the other one, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> He's perfect for the role because Lando. Even just seeing him, if you just go back and you watch the originals, he is a. I mean, he, charming, he, suave a, motherfucker. He, yeah, exactly. And so you get to see. You get to see that, and I, I think Donald Glover. You don't get to see m- enough of him yeah. nowadays. Never. Even mm-hmm. though it seems mm-hmm. like he's saturated in the market, sort of, he he can do more. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm I'm a little bit like, do we need a Lando spinoff? But oh my god, with Donald. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with Donald. I think they should have done that instead of Solo. Well, I I don't I don't know. I I think. I think Solo is the, of course, well, of course they're going to do a spinoff of Han Solo, but with Lando, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Donald's at the at the helm, so to speak, as Lando. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the thing that I loved about overall of the movie is that, and we've talked about this, is that it, you can't expect somebody to take on a character as important as Han Solo and be like, oh, yeah, everything's okay. He His character, yes, is... Um, um, what would you say? I'm sorry. He is... Whose character? Um, I'm Han? sorry, Solo. Han Solo. He, if you hear Han Solo, you're like, oh, yeah, Star Wars. For me, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Titular. You can't... It, yeah, he's... He is a Iconic. character of Star Wars. You 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 go okay. Star Wars, Han Solo. Mm-hmm. To me, anyway, it's, it's part and parcel. I think to most people, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, Don't ever apologize for that again, or I will disconnect the source connect, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is what we have mentioned is that he wasn't doing a. Oh, he's doing Han. He's doing Han Solo. He's doing Harrison Ford. By yeah. exactly. Here's the thing. People, 
as humans change. And I don't feel like he was super like cocky at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. He was su- like he was confident, confident. but he wasn't he yeah. wasn't cocky. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. Like he was like, "Oh, I can do this." And then Han Solo as we know him now, he's cocky because he's done it all. He's like, "Yeah, exactly." And so we get to see a journey. And this is just the beginning of the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that aspect of the whole film. We're just seeing a little like sprout of Han Solo. That's what I liked of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh, it's not no, you can't watch this film and think that, oh, he's going to be Harrison Ford doing Han Solo. No, he's just like the beginning yeah. of Han Solo. Because this is when hurts happen. Yeah. Kira yeah. Kira hurts him. Yeah. That's Kira what he was, his whole thing was. Well, in the last was, I gotta 20 minutes, say Kira. is everyone he trusted besides Chewie hurts him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that kind of loner attitude in later films comes from. Um, the... The journey of it is my favorite part. Let's get, let's get Caitlin, your favorite part. My favorite part. Oh man, I'm real bad at these guys. Well, yeah, we gotta get good one now. In the next you six really seconds, are. Five. It's the four. giant space kraken. There we go. I just love giant <laughs> monsters ripping shit up. It's great. It's great. It was terrifying. That was terrifying. When like, the eye opens, oh, oh my <laughs> god! I jumped. So I saw it in the good. trailer. It was like it was like I a, didn't see it in the trailer. And I still jumped though. Is what I'm saying. It was. I went. It was oh. Very real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Space anything, back. anything to do with Lando as well. If you think of anything else, also Kira killing Dryden. Oh yeah, it was badass. That was amazing. I'm using, sure there's gonna be a lot of favorite using parts. Using Darth Maul's fighting style. Mm. Did you notice that when she oh. takes no. out the the guy who runs the slave colony? Do you remember uh, when Darth Maul fights? He like does basically air cartwheels and shit like that, and yep. that's yeah. exactly what she yep. does in the room behind the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's that was supposed to be a foreshadowing for Darth Maul that I didn't catch, and now that I'm looking back on it, I was like, oh yeah, that's his fighting style. And of course, Darth Maul. Yeah, because, there's a name for it, uh, but I'll yeah. She said it in the thing. Krav Maga. It is. Yeah, no, it's I'm Krav Maga. <laughs> oh, is it really? No, 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 no. not at all. God no. Um, favorite part would probably be. Um, I think anything with Kira, because I really liked where mm. what, what she kind of every time she was there, it very much kind of had this consequence. She do, you don't know what she's gonna bring that you don't know what um she has done because there there was this kind of like foreshadowing. It's like I can't tell you all the things that I've done, mm-hmm. and it's like it would break his heart if she were to tell him. And then you kind of like wonder. It's like she's gonna be hella evil, and I yeah. was like all about it, and I was just waiting for the moment. Like, because to Josh's point, like I. I kind of took away like almost a Casino Royale feel for James Bond and this is going to be solo where like you find out how James Bond becomes cold hearted and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, so this one's like, Oh, I'm waiting for it, baby. I, I could see, I see it. I see it coming, <laughs> baby. So I, I really enjoyed any part that kind of played out with her. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if you guys listen to my other, st- the Star Wars episode we did before, you know, I'm a Chewy fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, the first time Peter Mayhew was not involved. Yeah. The the, the torch the torch was passed in Return of the Jedi. It was I forget the guy who does it now, but they were half and half. Any scene where Chewie's sitting down was Peter Return Mayhew. Return of the Jedi right. or or uh, Force Awakens. No, or Last Jedi. Last Jedi is what I meant to say. Uh, it was his last one. They did mm. a handoff, so it was half and half. And this was this this new guy's full first time being Chewie by himself. Jonas Swatemal. Thank you. Yeah, he's from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he killed it. He was great. I yeah. think this movie did a lot of justice. For Chewie, after seeing him take such a backseat in uh, the last one, uh, the Last Jedi, um, so 
I was really excited for anything he did. I thought they played the character. Seeing him rip someone's arms off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know they cut that in Force Awakens. So uh, when I saw it here, I was really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in every Star Wars movie, someone loses an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see Chewie turn around just holding two arms was perfect for me. I thought the chemistry between him and Han was exactly what I needed to believe that this was Han and Chewie. Exactly. Uh, I thought that whoever did the writing, uh, the two of their chemistry together was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, of course, Darth Maul was like, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. I super freaked out because, and Tom knows this, they announced an Obi-Wan movie coming out in 20, or starting production in 2019, which means we could see uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul duke it out for the duke last it out time. because they've confirmed now in the movie universe that he is alive, at least at this time, which isn't, too long before the events of uh new hope and stuff like that so oh i i, I kind of heard that that it the uh obi-wan movie was not going to involve uh darth maul well who knows who knows maybe that was a cover exactly up. So it, when it happens it happens it gave me uh as the star wars universe says it gave me hope so yeah. um <laughs> when yeah. uh, christopher nolan says there's no robin his dark knight rises and, at the end and then there was robin. a robin right. as a quick oh. uh, as a quick tangent i think like Think about what a, what the Obi Wan movie could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know what could be as dramatic and and important dramatic as revol- as resolving the um, Qui Gon Jinn storyline. Yeah. with yeah. Darth Maul. I, I think that would be super strong. This is a quick spoiler for Rebels, real quick. So if you haven't seen Rebels, just fast forward for like ten seconds. Uh, but there is a great scene where Obi Wan is in the desert making sure Luke's okay, mm-hmm. and Darth Maul shows up. And they have this great dialogue between the two of them, and they decide to fight. And Obi-Wan goes into his stance, you know, with his, like, two fingers out and his sword over his head. Yeah. And then thinks for a second and immediately switches to Qui-Gon's stance and kills mm. Darth Which Maul that way. Which is more noticeable of how old man Ben looked yeah. like. So okay. I, I hope something like that plays out in the... Anyway, this isn't that episode. And even... Uh, I'm just, I, have, I have to add on a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. even further tangent on mm-hmm. Cl- Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series, like... They go really well deep into Darth Maul mm-hmm. yeah. and like how he was like That's what I read. He was supposed to be like the chosen dark side dude. Am I imagining mm-hmm. things or did he have spider legs at one point? He did. He did. He did. Okay. When he was um, when down he was in the sewers by himself. When he was like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like eating okay. off the force. So that's how he was living. Um, uh, right. But so that was really exciting for me to see. Uh, I thought Paul Bettany killed it. I love him and everything mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. I think he brings an air of professionalism to any role he Thank takes you, on. Thank you, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, yes, he does. And Lando, I think I I am going to kind of counter argue here, Josh. I thought from the beginning they should have made a Lando movie. Billy D. Williams was charming, cool in all of the movies. Uh, he was essential betraying and then redeeming himself by destroying the Death Star. He had an arc. Yeah. And so with him, he's the character I wanted to know more about, not Han Solo. Because I thought we got to see a whole bunch of Han Solo and understood who he was from the original three films. Mm. Uh, for me, Lando was the guy who was like, I'd like to know more about the guy who fucking is smooth as fuck and wears capes all the time. Like, that's crazy. Who's he's, in Cloud City. He's a, He started Cloud but City. from a marketing standpoint, who's going to... I understand what you're saying. Like, from yes, a marketing Lando standpoint, like you said, if you put... If it was Donald Glover regardless, from a marketing standpoint, you put him in the front of the film. And everyone's yeah. going to see it. Um, but that's that's my counter. But so I thought I, he he was... I thought Donald Glover... Even from the trailers I could see, I was like, oh, he captured the essence of Lando. I wasn't sure about uh, of Han, but he did in the end. I don't, he did I a don't, great job. I don't want to start another fight like we always do, Corey, but yeah. I'm going to start another fight. Um, <laughs> so I think to Josh's Every point, time. it's pretty much like for everyone that doesn't have a 
like a huge no, nerd I get on it. for like, Donald Glover. If you say I'm, Lando, what do you think? You well, don't think Star Wars? Well, I'm going to say it like this, where it's like you're going to have Tony Stark being an Iron Man movie, right? Like no one really wants to see a War Machine movie, right? But then the thing is that's different is True. that War Machine's well, not Lando. You're going to let me finish? You're going to let me finish? <laughs> no. The thing about War Machine is that he doesn't have the same arc Donald as Lando. Glover as War Machine. No. <laughs> but the thing is, War <laughs> yeah, Machine doesn't have the same, same arc as Lando. As Lando in the Star but the Wars thing, films. it's an easier sell, but it's still a harder sell. Yeah. Because the thing is, Lando doesn't come into existence unless Han's in there. You got to yeah. go with like main main characters. So like. This is kind of almost equivalent to the three movie deal, where it's like, in order to make a Lando movie, we have to get a Han movie. Right. Yeah. I'm. Sp- I mean, I'm speaking of a Star Wars fan. Like, I didn't want to see a Han Solo film. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I did, and I loved it. Uh, I had a lot of different favorite parts that I'm sure will come up throughout the whole thing. But pretty much anything Lando, anything Chewie, anything L three, I was on board for. Um, real quick. Yes. Real quick. I'm. I'm sorry. Um, just going back to my favorite parts. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this, but. Of the trilogy that we shall not talk about, the <laughs> episode one, two, and we three. We can because that was it gave released. us Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. And it gave exactly. us Darth Maul. Yeah. We can talk um, about that. It gave us Pod yeah, We can talk about that. Okay. Darth Maul <laughs> is actually Sans um Darth Vader is one of my favorite bad guys in the Star Wars universe. I think that's for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I I think that he was... It's one of those things like, oh, unfortunately, he was underutilized. And Darth slept on. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And it's like, he was a fucking badass. And I loved him. I even remember when I was a kid, like, when Phantom Menace came out and you watched it... You were like, oh, cool. And then he gets cut in half, and you're like, ah, oh, dang. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Dang. I just remember the hype I had during the trailer when he turns on the other side of yeah. his lightsaber, and you're like, oh, that yeah. Can you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, Taco yeah. Bell sales went out the wazoo at that point. I remember yeah. that. Until then, until then, we thought lightsabers were only one side. Yeah. Yep. So when they, I mean, Bonnie, I went, when, when they revealed Darth uh, Maul at the end, I was like, oh, damn. Oh shit! And Bonnie was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, you don't understand. No. This don't is know. big. This is big. This is really, really is big." Huge. But part of me wanted wanted but, to hear "Duel of the Fates" when he. Showed uh, yeah. Oh shit! But I mean, here's the thing: is it's like I, and again, Tom is gonna speak more on this because he gives me shit all the time because I don't watch, because I haven't watched the animated series. Uh, is like. There's so much um, stuff that has been introduced in that that I had to read afterward because I was like, Darth Maul, I know that this time frame is different, but what the fuck? Is he alive? Yeah, super alive. Is he alive? Super alive and doing some damage, actually. Apparently, this movie comes out before A New Hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in between Um, three and four. Yeah. But obviously, it has happened after Phantom Menace, so in... As a side note, as a that's how time blind. Did, did, exactly. Did it show Darth Maul's robot legs? Did yeah. It? Okay, because I was so disturbed Very briefly, by staring at his so face briefly. that I didn't see that. <laughs> Kaylin has a crush like, on Darth oh, Maul. It wasn't Darth, super Darth obvious. Maul. What they did was, I think they added a little bit of like robotic noise to it, too. Oh, a whir. You can yeah. see some. It looked like a robot boot. You know yeah. when sound drowns out and you're so focused on one point that nothing else exists? Yeah. That's Darth Maul to me. <laughs> yeah. She's a she's a Ray Park Park fan. I now. heard he's single. Yeah. Um, and buff is ready shit now. But I think Mingle. that kind of brings us into a good segue <laughs> yeah. into uh, favorite characters, favorite side characters. No, no. Call me qualms. Sandwich it, baby. Okay. Yeah. 
It's, we always do that last. <laughs> but then I like to do the gush at the end. This is why we have uh, notes. So we oh. do the Kwame Qualms and then favorite character Kwame Qualms. Kwame Qualms. Who has Qualms? I do. I have Corey, a lot. Corey, tell us about I have them. a lot of Let's minor ones. Um, the big thing for me was, I know that you said and you said you didn't like that it was very Star Wars-y. For me, that was an issue. Um, yeah. It, there was an essence missing from this movie that I am attracted to from Star Wars films. I missed the wide establishing so- shots of different locations where you get a mm. feel of the city before you go mm-hmm. in closer to where our characters are. I missed the, the cheesy yeah. pans. I missed the, the, cheesy, the cheesy pans and wipes over thematic, beautiful John Williams, Williams yeah. music. Yeah. The music was a huge miss for me as well. We heard the Star Wars themes here and there, but I can't tell you another song from it. The thing I love about Star Wars mm-hmm. and the thing that I think is attached to it with John Williams is you can hum six to seven different songs from that, from any Star Wars yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I walked out knowing none. Well, I didn't. I couldn't pick up on a Han Solo theme. I couldn't pick up on the theme for the movie. I picked up when the Star Wars theme came in here and there, but otherwise the music was pretty forgettable, which uh, yeah. to me is a travesty because it, it, is, it is like a space opera. As divisive as like Last Jedi was, like you could tell like when Leia has a moment, you hear a theme. Yeah. When yeah. Han, when there's a Han mention, you hear a theme. Yeah. Like here it's like, ah, it's just... Dum, 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 dum. That's it. Yeah. That was a big, big miss for me is those two things that for me make Star Wars what it is, this special thing, weren't there. And mm-hmm. it felt like a very Ron Howard film, which is fine because yeah. he's great. <laughs> but I went to go see a Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, another big thing that I absolutely hated was how he got his name. I thought, really? I thought not only was it cheesy. Well, here's the thing. I've read the Star Wars, the uh, Han Solo trilogy and, books. The uh, anthology, you have the baggage. Stuff. I have baggage. <laughs> and here, here's the thing. In Star Wars, even without having read those, in Star Wars, names hold weight. Skywalker means something. Right? Skywalker, Palpatine, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, these are all it's very It's kind of important. like my spirit animal is this. Like, it's right. like your name has... It's a tribe. Uh, so it, his yeah, name, came from something. Han Solo, is a fucking side joke that some guy from the Empire made because he was by himself. That's his name now. Hope you live with that. Han Solo <laughs> got his name from the Empire. That's how I'm going to remember it, which sucks to me. So do they speak to... So let, so let me be... What's, not devil's advocate, but just like a... I know nothing. Yeah, yeah. What do they speak to that in, in the books? The, um, How does he in get the, in the book? In the books. In the books, in it's the beautiful. So he is basically the same kind of thing. He's taken as a kid as a slave, mm-hmm. right? And he's forced to work upon this ship under this evil guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but if you look it up, the it's in the first book. dude or something. Like that? Yeah, and the reason he, he learns Shriwook, which is the Wookiee language, is the cook on the ship is a Wookiee, and she kind of takes him in as his mother mm. and teaches no. him. Uh, Wookie essentially or Shriwook the, the language and uh, one night she gets the captain so drunk that he reveals that Han's last name is Solo and he takes that on and goes like looking for his parents essentially and finding out who he is so he so didn't even his, know his name he didn't know his last okay. name and she reveals it to him and saves him while she dies so that's a story of self-discovery oh. versus a story she of, sacrifices like, himself tells him his family name and to go out in the world um so for me, okay. finding out that it was his real name was something I was looking forward to, and they they kind of stole that. And now his name, to me, anytime now I hear Han Solo, <laughs> I'm tainted with like, oh cool, some jackass in the Empire gave him that last name. So in well, the no, books, it's it it's was... like a class system thing. It's like, oh okay, you're because they probably would have kind of come up with something based on your class. It kind of reminds like, me oh, of like Game himself. of Thrones, like where they that just doesn't use... help it though. It kind of reminds me. me of Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, no, where they I just get that. Snow, where it's like. 
how many other yeah. solos are there then if you think about it yeah right if if going off of this as like the groundwork of like this is how your name is solo like, imagine how many other smugglers or little scum rats came yeah. out and were like oh your solos too um so that that really hit me low for like that affected me for five or five or so minutes during the mm. movie and i was like that's how he got his name god damn it so just to <laughs> clarify in the books he like it's his family name he'd been having right right but i'm saying like he takes it from the empire and in this the empire gives it to him right well it's not even the empire it's some smuggler that kidnapped him when oh, he was a kid oh okay, okay um so it's it just he hid it from him and oh, one night okay. the Wookiee mom gets him but so in drunk, the movie the empire gives it to him right yeah. right right so, because he's so to me it was applying like a, for the he escapes right. and navy yeah he escapes in the books and reclaims his name as mm. his own his own family name and he holds that um, but in this, it was, a it was, pride it was it. kind like of like, there's no way. It sounds like it. they needed to have the same kind of situation happen, but they didn't have time to have that whole backstory. Yeah. So well, yeah, like... I think there could have been a better way to do it just as quick. I just, I think they did it for a comedic effect and it, for me, it was like, meh. Yeah. Um, on the, on the opposite side of things, the thing I liked that worked was Billy D. Williams calls him hand throughout the entire movie, oh, which was magical. clearly yeah. a mistake. And they retconned it here, and it worked beautifully. Yeah, like something perfect. more along the so lines good. of that. So good. Yeah, that would have been better. Um, but that so that that was my biggest qualm. I have a few more, but I don't want to. Don't to want, your I'm done um, talking quickly to your Star Wars thing. Like, yeah, I think what it is is like I'm still weary. Like especially after Last Jedi. Like maybe J.J. Abrams will bring it home with Episode Nine and like redeem this as like an amazing trilogy. Uh, Fix Ruin Wilson. Uh, Ryan Wilson's <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh. <laughs> But to me, it's it's sort of like Ryan Johnson. I'm okay because I want to spend so much time here. We're gonna get Star Wars every year. I'm okay with it, kind of having a slightly different style if it means that this franchise won't be fatigued. Yeah, so I get that, that. That's kind of like where I'm coming from, uh, because if we if every single like I'm not convinced that every single movie can have that sort of gravitas with the crazy, amazing score and the swell and amazingly developed characters. What? Uh, maybe it can. I don't know. Tom shaking oh his head. Oh my god, we know. just got a growl. I think. I think to Tom, what Tom is about to say here is that you should always strive to make it grandiose and have this those. Is, this score. is almost a Spider-Man homecoming. Especially argument. the score. Yeah. The score is a very important part. I could yeah, do without yeah. the pans and stuff like that. But if you're, I mean, Marvel had this issue for six, seven years. Uh, it's very unforgettable music, and it doesn't affect you in the same way. If you have to sacrifice creativity and your grandest gestures so that x y and z can happen then you shouldn't make the movie don't make the movie but wow. that that's viewing it as a compromise i'm viewing it as a stylistic choice to make it maybe you know appeal more to different audiences or to wider i don't know yeah but like <laughs> i agree with I the. i think i agree with the stylistic like pans and things like that but i don't i think the music as film, i agree with you film, like, film as a whole should be sitting down to a star wars movie is like joyous yeah you know and and i remember that from when i was a kid and my uncle took me to episode four and six in theaters which is the first time i saw them yeah um well the thing with the theme and the music that gets me is like this is supposed to be kind of like a superhero movie like yeah solo is the main character it's not an ensemble it's not star wars where it's like there's luke and there's leia and there's han and there's chewie it's like it's solo it's not called luke skywalker the movie Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't have a damn theme, then why should I care about him? Or if Lando doesn't have a theme, there's a then why theme should I care about him? Yeah. It's the Star Wars theme. And like there's I I listen to the soundtrack. I always listen to the soundtrack to prepare for an episode to hear like, oh, I remember this. I don't I, the one thing I remember was seeing De- Destiny Girl and then drums. Yeah. I'm like, why? Um I was I, I was kind of humming it the next day. Yeah. 
the whatever the theme was. I forget I it right now. So I mean, that's, <laughs> see, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Oh, my last comment is I just think Lando was underused, slept on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, oh boy, qualms for me. Um, I don't. I think overall it just the. F- like I liked the pace of the film. I liked that there was very simplistic things, like the great train robbery thing. Like it's a it's a double cross movie. Like those are I worked mm-hmm. I think worked out fine. But there's something about how the film went going on where like there's points where it's like, well, I know they're gonna get out of it, and yeah. it's not. And I think that kind of ruins it where it's like it's a story. Like I know like this person has to die, this person has to die, this person has to die. So qualms I bring are like kind of baggage that I like as a film as a. I don't know, my audience or audience film consumer, film consumer, filmmaker. I'm like, well, these people have to die or not become sufficient in the future so mm-hmm. that Han Solo could do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the parts that like I looked forward to, like people betraying him, like were also reasons where it's like, there was little stakes for me involved. Yeah. Like I don't like it's, I, I, when each person died, I was like, Oh, it's sad, but they're not in well, the like, star Wars stories anyway. So we know it doesn't that, matter. We know you're going to make the Kessel run in 12 parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I will, no. I will be honest though. There was still some tension there because I didn't know if Tobias was going to make it out of there yeah. or if what shape they would, or if they'd even get sucked in and transported somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think in, 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 the adverse side of that is that yes, I knew Solo would make it. Yes, I knew Lando would make it. I knew Chewie would make it. Uh, but I feel like at moments they kept enough s- suspense for me yeah. where I was like, okay, I'm watching, I'm paying mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for two and a half hours they like really did well to like make sure like each point didn't feel like it had to move that way. Where it was kind of like it was character driven. Where yeah. like Han yeah. is like, I'm driving the steering, I'm driving the ship. Now. Yeah, yeah. Where like it felt good in that way, but. I don't know. I think the entirety of the movie itself being sandwiched between two French or two sagas, it's like I don't see a lot of stakes in this regard. Yes. So it's more. I was more invested in like I want to see Han Solo become Han Solo. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that's part of my issue too. Is that I can't wait to get to a place. And I don't know when it's going to happen, where we can move forward. Like maybe it's with Ryan Johnson's trilogy, mm-hmm. but moving. It's like yeah, we're going to get Boba Fett. We're going to get. Uh, Obi-Wan but it'd be cool as an extended story not like a prequel story where it's like I know what's gonna happen to you there's two more I don't know if they're solo two and three but there are two more movies with the actor in it so maybe it's two and three I'd like to see him yeah yeah but like I wanna I want us to eventually get to a place where we can like have like a clean slate in a sense yeah be like let's start over with with, which which is what Ryan Johnson's doing he's going across the galaxy to just start over essentially with new characters and stuff so i'm interested in that you know i want to see like will like will the star wars gain its own voice again will like every movie you know if it comes out every year will it have like amazing new scores mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's kind of like your your batman argument of like you want to see hush storylines where it's like there's four robins involved versus like i don't need to see his origin again yeah yeah exactly. well it's it's kind of it's it's hard with something like this because <clears throat> sorry um this is a prequel obviously Mm -hmm. and it's hard with something that has such a history to it to like Corey was saying like you're like oh well i know this person's gonna make it and i know this person's gonna make it and i know this character's gonna make it and it's like this this film i think had a good balance i think with a question mark well Um, i like the fact that people did die it did show that there's stakes involved and then like if no one dies it's marvel but if if everyone died, then it's Rogue One. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a matter of which one do you want, and this one played yeah. really well in the in the middle of it. Um, 
But mm-hmm. I do want to hear Caitlin or Ali's Quantum Quam. And also Josh. And Josh. <laughs> oh, wow. Out of sight, out of mind again. Josh, Quam uh, Quam? Okay. Quammy Quam. So I guess one overarching Quammy Quam that I would have is that as much as I fucking loved it, I just loved it when they introduced at the end Darth Maul. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And for somebody who is not, um, who is um, an uncultured swine, thank you, because I am, I am an uncultured swine, <laughs> and I have not seen the animated series. I, had, I, I was like, I was a moviegoer, and here's the yeah. thing that we all have to understand is that as a Star Wars universe fan, not everybody knows all of the um, novels. Extended. Not everybody yeah. knows, yeah, the extended universe, mm-hmm. and so. To somebody who was an extended universe fan, they were like, oh, fuck yeah, this is so fucking cool. But as somebody who has only seen the movies, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I think it's hard because I, in the moment, I also did not know. And I was like, is this something that is important in some way? Or is this just yeah. kind of like fan service? Hey, look, Darth Maul's alive. Oh, it's very like, important. You can move on. Yeah. It's very, but oh, it's, does, it's, it, does it not work either way? Well, I, I think here's the thing is if they pay it off, because well, from what I understand, there are more movies. And so what I will say is I had to do a whole bunch of research. What's so funny is like this is one of the f- not one of the first, but this is one of those episodes that I've actually had to do research of a current film. And I had to go. I, I had to kind of do the WTF research like Darth Maul. Is he alive? And you are hashtag first world problems. First, <laughs> yes, of course. First world problems, of course. I totally agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you get inundated with articles that are predating Solo of like, oh, so of Darth Maul and he of why he's so important. And you're like, I didn't know this, and I wish I did before I went into this. But now that I do know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a ton because I'm like. I love Darth Maul from the beginning. And now that I know that he has so much more to do with this universe, I'm like, but my qualm is that not everybody knows that. And I had to do that research to understand that. Yeah. So I guess my, my question, let me rephrase it a little bit is when, when you, before you had done the research, were you still not excited to, to see him and know the possibility that he is alive without having to read up on. Well, everything. of course I, yes, I was excited, but I, I still had some questions behind it because I was like, um, yeah. Why is he still alive? Because the last time I saw him, he was cut in half. And yeah. even in the timeline, as I understand it, he's still dead. Hey, hey. Oh, what is your body? What's your body? Exactly. What have I said? From the beginning, is you yeah. show me the body, so like, and that's why. Well, the last time that I saw him, he was cut in half, and his two halves were falling into this hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, I didn't see a body, but of course, I saw two halves of a body fall into mm-hmm. space. Well, no, of course, I don't know where that hole ends. Maybe it ends with a nice fluffy. Well, you got to think of it. The way I thought, the way I think of these movies is like this is episode five. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So one, two, three, four being, or maybe maybe Rogue One is five and this is four. Okay. But like chronologically, essentially, where it's like it's not too far away from Phantom Menace to mm-hmm. where it's not yeah. believable. 
yeah in my sense where it's yeah. Like, yeah i think yeah. i think this it's just a, a, a differing of I'm, how you look at it because like even if the clone wars animated show hadn't been around and he still showed up it would still explain almost everything you need to know that he's still alive in my Am book the only yeah. people that are actually dead are Django fett qui-gon and kind of yoda Kind of Yoda, because I mean, those are the only people you actually kind of physically Yoda. see Obi-Wan? die. Huh? Obi Wan, you see his Obi Wan, yeah, and yeah, you see his ghost. And Anakin, and Anakin, because they're all burned. They're Man, all I'm burned. so excited all for this dead. list to get longer. Yeah, I'm man. just saying, like, yeah. I was just like, gonna Mace say, Wind, 20 minutes like, later, Windu and this guy technically could be alive because, like, what, what did Obi Wan do? He literally saw Anakin burn on fire, and like, all right, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's literally limbless. He's yeah. like, oh, he's alive. He's dead. And it's like in in a place where like you can get prosthetic like mechanical arms where lightsabers cauterize all your runes immediately. Like there's so much that can happen in this. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So on my qualms, um, I guess it, it was really was just about, I felt like that was a stretch mm-hmm. for somebody who is not as I I'm again, I'm not, I'm a cultural know nothing about, the Star Wars extended universe. I, I felt like there's a lot of people in the world going, what? But I'm excited about it. it mm-hmm. The thing is, is my qualm comes with an excitement. Mm-hmm. It, that's the thing is, it's you, wanted, you can you barely count it as a qualm. I'm like, I need to know more, but there's only two minutes left of the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the other thing about it too is that they purposefully left it open to be like, hey, we're going to explain this. I, I want to talk about one thing and then let Caitlin go, but it's like it's like when Thanos comes at the end of Avengers. Like, people had to read a lot of stuff too, but then that doesn't stop like the billion dollar movie train that they made. Um, yeah. And there was definitely a big delineation between like the comic book fans and then the movie and cartoon fans. Mm-hmm. Who never saw Thanos on any screen at all? Yeah, yeah. but Caitlin, I have some call me qualms, um, mainly to do with visual things. Okay, I was more fine with like what happened in the story and whatnot, um, but I wasn't very. There were two times I was visually interested in this movie, and it was when the big space. Kraken was getting sucked in the thing mm-hmm. and the coaxium bomb. Mm. Yeah. Like those were the two times where I was like, whoa, the that is cool. The train thing? Yeah, 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 the train thing where it blows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, this movie was really not monochromatic, but it just didn't have a lot of very neutral to me, tone. Very, very neutral like, toned. Yeah. And there was there was such a richness to the world that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. do agree with Corey's qualm of like the music I I do wish that more of that Star Warsiness was there because the music did play a huge part into why I like the movie so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, visually there was a lot of it was visually. There's no red planets or like it green super skies blah to yeah. look at, yeah. and and then uh, there's also something that just no, normally it, if the screen is on and things are moving on the screen, I am a zombie. Like it is impossible to get my attention away. <laughs> well, I'm, I, but there yeah. was but there was one moment. When Kira takes uh, the the Dryden Red Dawn ship and goes away, and they have this moment where the camera's on Solo and Chewie's like off to the side, and they made a vignette around his face, but they put it like way too dark, so dark 
that it literally pulled me out of like the experience, and I oh, was wow. like, "Wow!" You're like, "Oh I, wow, that's a vignette." That's a super vignette, and, and I couldn't get away from it because then the next scene was immediately it's gone. <laughs> like, and disappeared. I, I know that they were using it as like a oh Focus he's thinking really hard, and yeah. they're you know they're focusing on him, but because everything is already so kind of drab, drab to darken it even more, just I, like that's probably a personal thing, but. Yeah. But I was so ripped out of everything because it was like he's thinking really hard. I, I think that coincides with Corey's like there's really not this hard. wide <laughs> shot establishing like where they're at. I mean like kind of just going on new generation of films, right? Like Force Awakens when you visit Maz Kanata's temple thingy, yeah. like she's walking and they don't do like a long establishing shot, but there's right. a nice tilt that it goes up and then you see like the pillars and you see like the green sky with all the it, flags. It is a grandiose universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like things are unique and very large and you want to see more of them like i would have loved a longer shot on Corellia, just to like, see more oh, of the yeah, universe yeah. it's a galaxy yeah. not like a city far far away so like it shouldn't feel like it's all on earth yeah yeah well, I, think, I think i think i agree with that like i would have got a much better sense and, and that's what establishing shots do mm-hmm. is give you a sense of where they are mm-hmm. and i would have gotten a much better sense of his like economic state <laughs> the yeah, yeah yeah if we had a nicer you know establishing shot josh were you gonna say well, what I was going to say is that, again, it goes back to my original point that Star Wars comes with a lot of baggage. And it's not just from a story or from a pop culture standpoint. It comes from a filmmaking standpoint, yeah. mm-hmm. from a visual standpoint. From an experience from a, standpoint. From, it, from an experience standpoint, standpoint, from a music standpoint, filmmaking, when Star Wars first came out in the 70s, like... And then when it came out again for like the re-release and for the new, we shall not talk about them. Um, and the 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 new edits and the the new um, episode one, two, and three, Phantom, Menta, Phantom Menace on the Obi Wan filmmaking. Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, filmmaking has changed, and so. It's like one thing like we talked about last week with Deadpool. One thing that I'll mention is that over this past year, has anybody noticed that people really love to use that underwater scene? And so that's the same thing is filmmaking goes through trends. Mm -hmm. And so when we move into these movies, we have a whole new um, what filmmakers can do. You know, and it's kind of magical in a sense where you're like, oh, wow, they can really do so much. And you really miss the simplicity of the originals where it's the wide shots of the bad guys the or the, 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 yeah, exactly, the pans or the great scores or blah, blah, blah. But nowadays it's like, is it shiny? <laughs> it's innovation yeah. which versus is, tradition. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think exactly. it's, it, in this, in this no, sense, I mean, yeah. it worked to the adverse effect. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's yeah. something to that with like the um with the uh, space opera, like whole thing that we miss. Like it was, it was supposed to be kind of cheesy as far as the filmmaking goes. Supposed to be a little like like slightly overly dramatic at times. And I think that stuff worked to its success back then and making it so special. Like the whole like episode this and that. Yeah, I honestly think it's the same reason the fourth Indiana Jones didn't work. Is they yeah. tried to make it way cooler than it should be. It was supposed to be Flash Gordon, you know. It, yeah. That, like that's the whole point, and I think he's even openly said that that it's it was, it was inspired to be like a Flash Gordon series. That's why they have episode numbers. And stuff yeah. Like that. 
Um, so yeah, that's definitely missed now, and we get a grittier like you know Casino Royale approach to mm-hmm. Star Wars now, which yeah. you know works uh, works only I think to certain uh, to certain extents and to and to kind of give us like what we want out of Star Wars, which is like spending time with the characters. Yeah, but when it comes yeah. to like the like I agree with you, Corey. When it comes to like the grandiose like what we loved about Star Wars back then is like is you know unleashing our imagination you know giving us those themes that we remember so much i think that's yeah. that's starting to go away and i hope it doesn't go away i hope it's just a stylistic choice for yeah. the spin-offs or, or whatever um and i'd like to see that back in episode nine i mean i think episode nine has a lot to weirdly enough it has a lot of weight on its shoulders oh my to god deliver. yeah um it has definitely. 10 times more weight than it should have. i'm happy that jj's back in it because he'll deliver for sure on like the color and visuals aspect of mm. things but the aesthetic the aesthetic so like he's they've got that going for it so I'm excited to see what happens with nine, hmm. but going into my own qualms. Yes. Um, my, my biggest thing, um, and it's biggest relatively, cause I love this movie is I didn't love every, every way they handled Kira. Hmm. Like, I feel like they were very coy with her mm-hmm. when they didn't need to be as coy. And I was like, okay, are you setting up her as a villain? Are you like, it, does she have a, like, I, I kind of got what was happening. Almost girl next door too much. Like, right. But it didn't in between. Because they because she had to be so guarded, we didn't get to explore her character as much. Mm-hmm. I feel, yeah. which I was kind of bummed about because I was like, when the movie started and like they're together, because I had no idea what the structure of this movie was going to be, and I was like, oh okay, they're together like from the beginning, like so this will be an interesting back and forth, but that's pretty much dropped because she has to be so guarded and so distant from him for whatever like reasons that, um, like that that you know get, gets revealed over the course of the movie. So I just wish that. You know, we didn't have to have so little, I guess, in a sense of mm. Kira. Like, I would like to have learned more about her and stuff. But of course, yeah. there was a ton of characters to explore. There's Lando, there's Chewie, which I, which I do love that Chewie had a such an important part. Oh yeah, in this movie. Sure. Oh dude, that part where Kira's in the cockpit, the the co-pilot seat, and he yeah. just reaches over her and presses all these buttons, yeah. and she's like, "Do you want to sit here? You want to <laughs> like, sit here? Yeah, I love that. that uh, 190. You look great." <laughs> yeah so so it was almost like you know she had to put on like this fake persona and it didn't let me get attached as attached to her as i would have liked mm-hmm. compared to the other characters i you know what i agree with that i agree I totally agree and with i that. love amelia clark like yeah i, I, love I think she did a great job she's a a phenomenal actress but like it's I, more the writing of her character yeah, yeah i didn't feel attached either so when she turned bad i was like yeah makes sense yeah I, I was I was banking on that, Quote so that's unquote. why I liked it. I was hoping that maybe so, they I'm could the have uh, they could have maybe had her fake it more mm-hmm. to like, and then maybe give you hints that, that she she's do it. that she's would have felt in more like a way. space opera that way. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't I didn't Kinda have like, um, Palpatine. I didn't have yeah, a a, a lot of distrust with her. Right, but again, I also didn't have a lot of trust either. Yeah, it's she a, was kind there of there was in the no middle. way for me to build trust. It was gray the whole time. Yeah, um, so I think I guess yeah. I'm so sorry because we're talking about Kira. I, I guess what I would say is that there was a part of me that almost expected the turn. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think we're all agreeing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the the I saw it from the get go. Mm-hmm. I, I when when the escape was went awry, I was like, okay, if she shows up again, everybody be on the prowl. Because she's going to do some stuff. Because something's going to have to happen because character development. She's not just going to wait on Corellia for three years. Yeah, she ain't going to be this dainty. Yeah, she ain't going to be this dainty I waited for you. 
some shit is going to happen. No. So, and I think mm, they did good to establish that in the beginning that she oh, wasn't yeah, just definitely. someone who waits around for yeah. shit. Um, so yeah, I think this would go into our favorite characters and side characters then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for going to that way. Um, man, it's tough. You know what? The one thing I will say as a shout out to this movie, Chewbacca didn't sit in the back seat, So he yeah. is like a main yeah. character this time. So, you know, I'll know who my favorite main character yeah, is. Do. Um, should, I, should I just start it? Since everyone knows <laughs> yeah, my favorite main character is just Chewie. Uh, Obviously, yes, Chewie, all day, every day. I think he's one of my... He's the coolest, most interesting character to me in the Star Wars universe because he's a big... He's a bear. He's a puppy dog. He stands by his morals. Like, he says whatever he wants all the time. Yeah? Well, could be cool in the next Solo movie is seeing him get his bowcaster. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. The dude fucking goes across the planet with a space crossbow. (laughs) And it fucking (laughs) takes down ships. Yeah. Um, Let me ask a question. Yeah. Let me ask a question, okay, because this movie was a big deal for Star Wars slash Chewbacca fans. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the difference in the, not casting change, uh, well, yes, in the casting change, like a new person took the helm. I mean, that's, it's, I think yeah. Chewbacca is, to me, uh, an amazing character because for you, it's like, this is so stupid, but if you watch like a movie, um, Tom Hanks when he's on that island, why can't I remember this? Mm-hmm. Castaway, thank you. That movie is so you amazing. You can tell that because... there's two different Wilson balls, yeah. You can, yeah, exactly. No, no, <laughs> no, it's so important because he's not, he doesn't really have any lines, but the acting is amazing. So, yeah. with Chewbacca, you're like, I'm sorry, no, he doesn't have any quote in air quotes lines. But what he says with what he does is amazing. Physicality. Physicality. Can you tell the difference? Or Uh, do you think that they chose wisely? Well, here's the thing. It's hard for two reasons. Uh, One is that it's a younger, quote unquote, younger Chewie than we've seen before. He's coming straight out of being imprisoned. uh, So he's a little more active, a little more like on the go. Like, I'm just getting into this lifestyle. Whereas and when we see him by the time New Hope comes around, him and Han are established in this smuggler lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The second thing that makes it very hard is this actor spent a lot of time with Peter Mayhew as his uh, yeah. uh, teacher and spent the last, not only a lot of time with him before Last Jedi, but on the set with him as well, learning Chewbacca and how he moves and how he does it. And so how he turns his head, how he like gives subtle little microtransactions. He should. He should. Yeah. I oh, think, absolutely. With... But I'm saying that's what makes it hard is because a lot of his nuanced things are Peter Mayhew, essentially, the spirit of P- yeah. Peter Mayhew uh, there on set. But with Peter him. Mayhew is Chewbacca. Yeah. And so everything that he did, character choice or whatever, is Chewbacca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can't do something different because this is a prequel. Mm-hmm. You can't do something different without everybody going, what the fuck, man? Yeah. To be honest, I what think. What did you do? This guy hit it out of the fucking yeah. park. I didn't notice anything. Yeah, um, definitely. I think this is someone who. A lot of people outside of acting and movie making would see as a very easy thing to just like, oh, put on the suit and you're Chewbacca. Shout but out I think to Doug Jones. This yeah. guy, yeah, seriously. This guy. You can't just go. Oh. This guy spent a lot of fuck. If you've seen him in interviews, he does the voice perfectly, and like, yeah, it, it's it's someone who took this role very seriously, and it has paid off tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, um, who's your side? Side character. Jeez, uh, oh, uh, it's either going to be uh, Rio. I mm-hmm. really dug Rio. I thought mm-hmm. he was a really... I wish we got to see more of him because mm-hmm. I thought... I mean, I'm a big John Favreau fan as well. 
uh, he was that wisecracking character that I almost feel like Han may have picked some stuff up from, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, his one-liners and stuff like yep. that. Um, I guess L3 is main, huh? But she dies halfway through. She's side? I would say she's side. She's side. She's then side. that's my favorite side character, 100%. Yeah. L3. So yeah. Chewie and L3. Um, it's so funny. I like I know, the co-pilots. I know someone who, like, really is L3 in real life. Yeah. <laughs> very much. It's a very dark storyline <laughs> if you really think about it. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people like L3. Where she is against the system. She's against robots being used for the, the personal gain of humans. They don't have rights. Then she dies and is integrated in the ship which is exactly what she fought against her entire mm-hmm. life so it's kind of yeah. sad yeah but they, anyway they not have to make a quote nice spin very dark it. <laughs> it is but they have a, yeah nice it's spin it's a nice to it. spin to it it's like you're helping us yeah so, so we need your fucking soul anyway that's my <laughs> favorite character inside character chewy and l3 um you actually did actually bring up a qualm that i had i didn't i don't know if i liked the fact that han spoke that way shriwook yeah um, well, versus it's, like I, I mean, mean in, we've I've only the, seen him like understand it, right? Yeah. So like this is a f- brand new aspect to it, which it, it was just kind of a shell shock. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we this all scary because it's different. I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna play the devil's advocate for a minute, and I think it was important to the character a at least to appeal to Chewbacca the way no in one else language. in that pit could have ever yeah. stopped him in his tracks. Like some fucking human just spoke Shrewook to me. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Uh, and for someone who is also a fan of the books, where he did speak it, I really enjoyed seeing that, mm. to be honest. It kind of solidified the fact that I was like, oh, that's why he can... For a Chewie like, fan, that felt good? That felt really good. For me, like, as a... Like, I would say in terms Feels. of, like, Star Wars, like, hard, diehard Lil, I'm I'm way under you in terms of that, right? So for me, I would, I would say, like, it was just weird because, like, I am someone that hates, like, be- impressions. Oh, and yeah. I, like I don't like when people are like oh, I could do the chew. It's like you're not doing a great chew. Well, doing they even chewy. made it broken though. Yeah, so which I, I really like. Which it was cool because because like, <laughs> he can't make all the same sounds. No, they would. No. Uh, just He's biology. Like, Break out by pretend combat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, stick, big yeah. stick. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was weird. So it was kind of like a. It took me out of the movie a little bit. I'm like, oh, I guess everyone in the theater now is going to just speak Shriwook. Yeah. So it's, it was. Weird if they me. hadn't, I'll be, I'll, I'll play on your side for a minute here. If they hadn't make it, made it broken subtitles, I wouldn't have liked it as much. And yeah. she spoke it perfectly yeah. and fluently. I'd be like, no way. Yeah. But the um, fact that it was like I had big, the weirdest big, big thing stick. happen. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. So when you I say saw sorry it, one more fucking time, I'm disconnecting this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Go ahead. I'm, continue. I'm saying sorry because I was cutting into what he was saying. That's fine. Tom. Tom does okay, it all the time. So, go ahead. There were subtitles for the Star Wars languages, mm-hmm. and then there were um, French subtitles. So oh, it was like, geez. what is happening? <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Anyway. Um, my favorite character on. and side character. Favorite character would probably be... Um, probably uh, Woody Helson. His mm-hmm. character, Tobias Beckett. Yes. Um, and then side character would probably be dryden if i can't pick maul because maul i that's almost not even a character yeah i <laughs> everyone here agrees maul was great yeah so maul is great yeah. pick someone else <laughs> the thing is he gets fucking more lines than he got in phantom menace but um in yeah, two minutes true. uh but dryden i really liked him i felt like his type of villainy was what um we didn't wanted to do with ultron yeah where he was more of like he was funny but then he like he had death at every single word that he said mm-hmm. you know he's just like if we don't do this, then we have no more options. And all it's like, 
And he's like, mm. I, I really, and like, you know, when like Tobias is quote unquote dead, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Am I safe to say that he felt very, um, and I mean this as a compliment, Bond villainy? Yeah. Like he was charming. You kind of like mm-hmm. him, but yeah. you're also very afraid of him at the same time. You know, it's funny, like thinking about the last Jedi episode that we did, um, when we're talking about that planet where it was like a bunch of casino things, I would have wanted this aesthetic for that casino. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh my god! Oh, his yes. ship. Yeah. yeah, like it had such a good aesthetic to it that like yes. it felt so it's still real. a little dirty, but it's like it felt like this is this belongs with Jabba it's the a Hutt. scum and villainy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so which I mean, like, they do start. reference, which yeah. is good. I like. Um, I like the fact that when he gets angry, his scars turn red. When he dies, he turns pale gray, and it's like yeah. it's. It, yeah. I, it, I mean, the cre- the artistic choices with him were cool. Like his delivery is great. Like Paul Bettany, is is also part of the like most slept on actors in the world absolutely like, he he needs more and i'm so glad that Please. joss Whedon like got him to do be in more things uh josh favorite character side character oh man see again like we've said this movie comes with some baggage only because there are three actors that i just love like i love paul bettany i love donald glover and i love Whittle, woody whittle whittle Woodle, I love Woodle Woodle Harrison. <laughs> I love Woody Harrelson. Like he has had this upswing recently. That oh yeah, I'm so grateful for because he is an amazing actor. Like you're like, oh, it's Woody Harrelson. No, you watch him. Oh, it's that He's guy from so Cheers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's so good. So favorite character, like main. Mm-hmm. I probably would pick Beckett because of the I just love him I love watching him um side character you know who I wanted to see more of is Ennis Nest mm, Infis Nest I, Infis yes Infis Nest Enfys <laughs> Nest yeah. did I say that like totally completely wrong I mean they say I I, I the way I heard it was Infis Nest oh excuse me in yeah. E-N-F-Y Enfys Nest Enfys Nest. Anyway, um, just from a um, universal standpoint of like a Star Wars universe standpoint in a film standpoint, I'm like, I'm interested to see where this character goes because yeah. she's standing for the people. They introduced her as kind of like a a, a bad guy. And you're like, it was a oh great twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool at the Shout end. To to like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the twist. To to the reveal of like, no, she's really doing it for the people. And I was like, okay, I want to know more. It's the beginning of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. I, if honestly, if yeah. L3 hadn't been a uh, side character, I would have picked her. Cause I thought that was great. I loved L3. Like I, here's the thing. And this is kind of a side tangent, but do they ever reference um, L3 in the original series in terms of millennium Falcon? Falcon? Not that I know of. No, Falcon, I think no. so. No, I, I just felt like it was such a big thing that they were like, oh, now she's... Because they, they made a big deal that she had the best navigation series, like, system yeah. in the galaxy. And so it's like... Hmm. It'd be cool if they had, like, a designation, like Millennium Falcon L3, or, like, Millennium Falcon AX, yeah. or Millennium Falcon I'm just curious. I was just curious because I felt like they made a big deal that she had the best database for navigation. And then they introduced her into the Millennium Falcon uh, system 
did they ever introduce that in no, in the I series mean, as we know it? I don't think so, but I think it was used to explain how he did the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Yeah. I think okay. that was the the reason for introducing that in the film was that okay. no one else could do the Kessel Run that way because they didn't have her in the they system. She it. mapped it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I think that was the payoff for that. If that's mm-hmm. what you're curious about. Yeah. And what I will say is that Amelia Clark, I love her. I I'm a I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Bays for so days. Bay for, bays for days. Bays for um, days. I've had a little bit of rosé, so I'm sorry, everybody at home. Um, I think she's great, and I'm so glad that she's getting a film career now. Um, I'm excited to see where her character goes. Sarah Connor and Kira. She's just playing badass <laughs> women. Yep. Uh, yeah. Ollie Ollie Oxenfree? Uh, my favorite character is Han Solo. Like, I was very impressed by the performance. I thought it was charming. You would. He played he a was, hero. He played a hero. <laughs> which, was, which was really cool for, a, like... And he had... I'll give him this much. He did have those moments, and I said this when we were walking out of the theater, where I was like, there's Han. Yeah. He had little he had moments, those, yeah, those where, moments like, where you're like, yeah, that's Han. That charming kind of asshole. Yeah. yeah. But I really like the way way he played it. I'm, I'm excited for um, not only, like, seeing... I, I really hope that we get more Han Solo with him. Uh, the the funny part of it, you know, when he's like uh like falsely threatening Infest Nest, it's like you see that ship over there. We have thirty more troops. Well, <laughs> it reminded me of uh New Hope, where he runs in and there's a room full of stormtroopers and he runs back out. Yep. Yeah, it reminded me of that. It's like oh, he just little like, manner is bluff called. Well, I I think that there's definitely an opportunity here because he, again, he's picking up a character when he's young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know we know Han Solo when he is old. He's, he's older. learned all his lessons and dies. He's and he oh. yes he dies. But he's learned all his lessons. He's an old guy. He knows. We know Han Solo as him. But now we get to see Han Solo as a young guy who's learning these lessons that you can't trust everybody or blah, blah, blah. So I think that at the beginning of this film, you're like, oh, he has a little bit of hope, like a naive hope. And then he learns that people are going to... I don't know. Betray you at every turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the James Bond it's growth. growth. It's the lesson. I that just felt real sad. Woody Harrelson's character yes. imparted, which is don't trust no one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And I and, think and that's people are what, predictable. And people are predictable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, side character would have to be um, the first co-pilot that dies. Forget his name. The, Rio. Yeah. Rio. Rio with the arms. Rio. Rio I thought Chewie was going to rip his arms. I, I really thought, wanted I that. John Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. I thought he was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he like was. Every, every, I loved that character immediately. He was cooking food. Mm, yeah. I liked good. what he said about no better nap than falling asleep inside a Wookiee's lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Well, I was excited that maybe he would stick around, and then I was sad that he was killed. But Almost yeah, I was real sad him about that. Him and Thandy. Yeah. Thandy. Because um, he mentioned, like, oh, I would love to create, like, a... A bar that was like scum and villainy. He almost said those exact yep. words, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, is that where that comes?" Oh, yeah. he just died. Cantina. Oh, that's weird. Caitlin, uh, fave character is probably Kira. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked her. I like how I like that they didn't really let you get to know her very well because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's who she is at that point. Is like you're not supposed to know her well because that's what she wants. She's not rebel scum. She's imperial spy. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, side is like probably a tie between Dryden. Lando's everyone's best pick. So well, he's a main. Yeah. I mean, for 
just in general. Some would say he's generally the main speaking, bay. he's the main. Lando bay. is main bay. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm Dryden, excited. He got Dryden his own movie. And, and Rio. I, I think. Dry- okay. Dryden and Rio. Yeah. Cool. Kira, mm-hmm. Dryden, and Rio. Yeah. I dig it. Pretty I much. dig that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just excited. They it? did announce Lando is getting his own film, and so. Oh yeah. I'm yes. pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Uh, Kira. The, the Star Wars story? <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Every Everyone's getting Star Wars stories uh, now. We gushing? Uh, I think Ray and then Oh, gush. wait. Can I, can I Can I make a really quick... Absolutely not. Okay. Okay, what's Moving going on? on? What's up? No, just an honorable mention because I'm a huge fan of him, yeah. Warwick Davis. Yeah. He just... Who he? He was... He was, he was Wicket in the original Star Wars trilogy, or original Star Wars trilogy, yeah. I mean, he's been in so many. I mean, Willow. Oh, I mean, gotcha, gotcha, if, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like, he's just, in real life, he seems like he's a real cool guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. And real quick, just to top this off about Warwick, and then we'll move on to our ratings. Ratings. Uh, Ron Howard confirmed that the character he plays in this Star Wars is Weasel from uh, Phantom Menace, where he's gambling mm. with Watto. Oh. So that's an uh, interesting oh, fun interesting. fact. Yeah. So Some continuity there. Hmm. Anyway. Right. Yeah, he is in that movie, too. Moving on. To ratings. Yes. Where we rate and, as Josh says, destroy our childhood. Uh, yeah. Yes. He says yeah. something else, but okay. And you know who I'm going to make go first? Caitlin, because she needs to get stronger at this. Fuck. <laughs> I know, right? It's so I'm, tough. I'm going to say... The, the first number that literally jumped out of my mind was 3.4. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Like Pi. It's all right. That's 3.14, but yeah. You tried. Right. You tried that. You're right. Go ahead, Ollie. <laughs> hey, when uh, you're right, you're I'm going right. to go with a... Uh, I'm going to go with a 3.9. Okay. All right. Okay. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Josh? Josh? I'm going to go with a 4. All right. Mm-hmm. 4. Okay. Masterpiece I would level. change some stuff. No, it's not masterpiece. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Loosen up. Yeah, I feel like four point five and above is masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with a four. I I would change some stuff, but it's not like oh my god, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. It's a four. Right. I uh I was gonna give it a three point nine with Ali. I'm gonna boost it to a four though, simply because of what it set up with Lando, mm-hmm. the way it handled my favorite character in the franchise. Uh, and I think the fact that it surprised me mm. Mm. Yep. gives it that extra little point right to right to the four. I honestly went into this movie thinking I, I was going to be let down, and I was not. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to give it a 3.8. All right. Wow. I'm the, the lowest. You're the grump. Yeah. yeah. I'm the grump today. It, it happens. Grump. It happens. Um, but yeah, I like, after we destroy something and critically anal eyes with our anal eyes, um, uh, just gush, gush a little realize, bit. Realize, realize, realize. I didn't realize. want to think about that at all. Anal eyes, oh, analyze. Great. Um, but yeah. practical Butt effects. that are eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> but, uh, practical effects. Um, yeah. the, the little swamp thing in the beginning. The beginning. Mm-hmm. Lady uh, Proxima. New, Proxima. new monsters. I thought was really cool. I, I was glad that. The only huge space dogs, the, yeah. The huge glaring like CGI thing was the space kraken, mm-hmm. but everything mm-hmm. other than that was like they didn't need to have a lot of CGI unless like the situation called for it, right? So I, I really like that a lot. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I mean, Lando for me was a huge uh delight. Uh, I like that in his interview, he said that he sat down with Billy D. Williams and he was like, I got all these ideas for young Lando, blah 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 blah. And he's like, I don't even think Billy was looking at me, and he said, Yeah, sure, sounds good, just make him charming. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So that's what I'll focus on. Well and he done. did. I think he did really well. Yeah. I, I liked him a lot. Hmm. Um, 
as far as like things that I just loved was again seeing um Darth Maul. Darth Maul. <gasps> and go, his new lightsaber. Yeah. His new lightsaber. With the blades on it. Although I have to say, like, I feel like <laughs> it's like it can't be a Star Wars movie without a lightsaber activation. Yeah. Like I feel like that would have been enough, but they felt they like they turned it on. Yeah, I think that's... they almost felt like people would maybe not recognize him yeah. for some reason. 100%. And like they're like, okay, we'll have him activate his lightsaber for no reason. That'd be cool. I did like but, the, the little dual blade totally thing cool. that Dryden had. Like it dual reminded me like in, cool. a little in, like tiny lightsaber daggers. Yeah, kind of? well, yeah. like in, 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 in Clone Wars, they they open up the world where like there's new or there's different weapons. There's like there's dark sabers. You know, yeah. there's not just lightsabers and guns. It's like there's blades and there's like other things other than what they have. And they have plasma like staffs and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but I think one of my favorite shots is seeing the uh, star destroyer in the tunnel oh, coming yeah. in. And uh, doom looking, yeah. yeah uh, mm. That shot just looked incredible. I, mm-hmm. I loved seeing that. And then them saying, like, oh, they're not gonna waste a TIE fighter on us. And there's like seven. Yep. <laughs> I also, did you notice they did the inverse of the classic line where he said, I got a really good feeling about this? Yeah, I like that. Every too. other Star Wars movie, someone that. says, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, 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 it was a little cheesy, but like, a, it's the kind of cheese I'm, I'm looking for for a Star yeah. Wars film. Yeah, cheese is good sometimes. This movie was so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> It was so good, cheesy. Like, like Han Solo is kind of a cheesy character, in a sense that he's so cocky. Yeah. But I've got a good feeling about this, or I've got a bad feeling about this. It's cheesy, but you're like, yes, yes that's what I need. Gives from these it movies. to me. Give me the precious, Caitlin. Any Gives any 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 gushes you want to gush? Any good? I mean, other than you're oogling over Donald Ray Glover Park. and Ray Park. Yeah, I will. I will say that. Uh, yeah. Ray Park, Darth Maul, um, Darth Maul. Hit me I, up. Will Darth Maul Ray Ray <laughs> I will say Ray Park. I will say Ray Park. I will say Ray Park. His face. Oh um, man, you're just glad he wasn't wearing hockey pants. Because <laughs> oh, then you wouldn't the be able to see anybody at all. Yeah, you wouldn't. Man, I. So they, can Ray it Park park me up his face? That, on like my face? he stood up and turned on his lightsaber, and I was like, "Why is Darth Maul doing anything other than standing there?" But who cares? Because he's <laughs> but Darth Maul. I didn't Maul. care because it was Darth Maul. Dark mall. Uh, dark. <laughs> shut up. Uh, I I can't like literally all I can think of is Darth Maul and Lando right now. I want to give a shout out also to Lando's capes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a so custom piece. Yeah. So many capes. So many capes. I his outfit at the end of the movie is your favorite. Is the fucking <laughs> shit. It is the white cape. Oh my god! It's fly as shit. Uh, I love it. I love that they step. They kept with the capes. Yeah. Um. To to an earlier point, I do love like. Glover being Lando, like, I feel like Glover most of the time, like, and I've told this to you, Corey, like, I feel like he always gets typecasted as, like, very lethargic, very, mm-hmm. like, either that or super, like, eccentric. eccentric. Yeah. And, very, like, I wish I could see more range from him because I know he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's cool to see him play, like, Han, and then he throws the gun and, and then hand th- Oh, my it. God. Can the I gush about shot. that for a second? Yeah, talk about that it. That's shot what I thought you were going to talk about. When I saw it in the trailers, I got goosebumps. I got goose pimples. Like when w- during the battle, everyone's running around. Han's running up, and he says "Han" and does this like kind of like suave kind of side chuck of this pistol. Mm-hmm. And Han, in a spinning moon, grabs it and starts shooting immediately. While you said the camera's panning beautifully with the movement, it's that great. was probably my favorite shot of the whole film. Yeah, easily. Um, I think the part where uh, Dryden and Kira are fighting, and then he mm-hmm. has her, her his blades, and then she has the sword and it's pointing at him. I felt that was like, oh, that's a cool Star Wars cinematic moment yeah mm-hmm. which kind of like where two lightsabers were to clash yeah um mo- one of my favorite parts was actually um 
when uh, Beckett is taking apart the rifle and he puts the scope on it and he takes off the the the, the shoulder the shoulder, attachment. shoulder attachment and it becomes, and it becomes the, the Han the gun. Yeah. gun that we know yeah. in love. love. It's so, I was like that's dope. Like that's yeah. why it's so powerful because it's supposed to be a fucking. And I rifle. like that they didn't yeah. make it this big moment. Yeah, it was just kind of like here's this a throwaway. Yeah, and if you're paying attention, you'll pick it up. If not, it's not a big deal. But they they didn't make it like the. Here's this pistol that I used to do these things. It was just like, here's this fucking rifle I'm not going to use. I love uh, Chewie playing that chess game. Oh, and losing oh, to the same move he loses to R2-D2 with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? That's the same move R2 beats him with. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Val, right? The 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 Beckett's... Who? Beckett's wife? Yeah. Probably. Was there, oh, was it Val? yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. I really liked that Sandy Newton. she, yeah. like sacrificed herself that moment of her being like well it was fun yep bye have fun doing the rest of the stuff because yeah. i'm not gonna make it out of here i wish it affected him a little more beckett because he seemed to like yeah. it affected him and then he was like all right back to smuggling but, i don't know it makes well smugglers sense. are hardcore man yeah but he's been through that was enough. his he wife. was in love <laughs> he, he didn't he wasn't there a whole big yeah. moment about I, love was a big thing for him mm-hmm. yeah so like maybe they had that together, and he's like, "You need someone." If there was some kind of little resolution of him <laughs> having a, like, some kind of a breakdown, you mean? Of uh, just a little bit more than him being pissed at Han immediately for losing the shipment. Yeah, because that's immediately where he went to. He's like, "Now we're fucked." Like, it would have been cool, uh, yeah. maybe, like, right before it gets revealed that Beckett betrays them, that he like has like a pocket watch or something like that, and it opens it up, and it's a picture of her or something like that, or like a hologram. A, a little more of anything. And then it shows that he's like meditating on like what he should do. But we're here to gush. I so, apologize. Yeah, yeah sorry. Well, no, I still I, I, I still gush was, about that. She was great. I thought she was really cool. Uh, she was really. Dope. I liked Infus yeah. Ness's uh, just design. Yeah. It, yeah. Remind, it was too. destiny. It was all destiny. Yeah. I was like, my god. <laughs> and uh, I always love little, little like little Horizon was it Zero speed Dawn? bikes. Yeah, uh, speeders. Exactly. Speeders. I love speeders. Um, I thought those were like my favorite thing. And these Return are called Jedi. something different though. I looked it up, and they're it's called really like cloud something. Yeah, because they don't go directly over the ground. They can actually fly up too. So I love I love the war. I loved him like three years later and then seeing oh, yeah. like, cool. the little chicken walker next to him. I'm like, okay, this, wait, is, what, wait, this chicken, is what I would have wanted in chicken Rogue Walkers One. Chicken walkers are the AT-ATs. Oh, the AT-ATs. I've uh, never I, heard that before. I loved the <laughs> being a fan of the books and knowing that in the books, Han saves Chewie. Uh, they, they, they ask him to skin him in the books, actually. Mm. Uh, and then he saves him. And here is something, you know what, Tom just pointed at me because I think I was going to bring it up. I talked about it a lot yesterday, and it's something I've always wished was in a uh, Star Wars film, and they had the opportunity to do it, and they didn't. There is a thing in the lore called the Wookiee life debt. And basically, if you save a Wookiee, they believe that their life is on borrowed time, so they dedicate the rest of their life to helping you. And in the book, it's a very big moment. Chewbacca gives him a Wookiee life debt, and it's a big thing to receive. Uh, Instead of them just being friends, he's like, hey, I am now indebted to you. You saved my life. I'm with you. Uh, right, I'm ride or die they now. They mentioned that in the original trilogy, I believe. Do they? I believe so. Because I would have liked to I see know, it play out here. Because I, I think, knew that I think from right. somewhere. I think they had something. Well, they mentioned a lot in Knights of the Old Republic. I knew a that lot. From, that might have been it. But I, I knew that from somewhere, and I was waiting. I was like, because it looks like he kind of like saves his like life in the beginning, right? Busting saves out of his the life thing. a couple times. And then I was like, which one is going to be like the, the one? Yeah. Yeah. And like that never really happened. Um, mm-hmm. But so it's, it's a beautiful sure. piece of lore that I really love. And I think it kind of, I mean, we're gushing about it, but I think it kind of talks to a little commentary about like the, some of the things that they could have done in the writing, but they just kind of just threw it away. Where yeah. like 
I think they were worried about like you have L three who's like liberation, and then it's like my life is yours versus so I get like, it like the hard delineation between the two. But I thought you were gonna talk about what happens in those mines. Oh, and he meets other other Wookies, and then and what someone does he say? says someone says, and maybe I heard it wrong. And whoever's out there, please reach out to us. Slip inside so, those DMs. Yes. Uh, but someone says the name Zalbar. Which is the Wookiee you get in Knights of the Old Republic. And I've been playing it recently, so it stuck out to me when someone yelled it. And I was like, they do live to be like 400, 500 years old. Is it the same Zalbar from your... Is it like a little Easter egg? Isn't that like a couple thousand years? I don't... Off the top of my head, I couldn't remember. I have to look into it. But is it the same? Is All I want to know, is it the same Zalbar? I don't think it can be. (sighs) Then it's a family name. So yeah, I guess it couldn't be, but I they threw the name in there, and I want to know why, and I'm pretty sure I heard it. So we'll I'll look mm-hmm. further into it. I'm sure I'll see it again. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because like just talking about like how all these articles are now starting to come out, it's like it's going to be hard to like un uncover and un yeah. unpackage all. Well, these I, I noticed a few references they made. Fanny Newton's character says the name Bosk. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just mm-hmm. get Bosk to do this job? Who is the lizard man, one of the mm-hmm. bounty hunters yep. from uh from the original Star Wars? So there mm-hmm. were little sprinkles of mm-hmm. like, hey, for you deep Star Wars fans, here's some names we're going to throw out. Uh, so I, I really liked. I, really I mean, nice. it was a fun movie. I really, yeah, if you're was, a fan good. of Star Wars, uh, shout out to uh, what's his name, Alden, 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 Elenric, Elenric. Mm-hmm. I thought Elenric. he took on a very big, heavy load with taking on a, such a beloved character, mm. and handled it with grace. Yeah, you know he caught a couple gray hairs because of like yeah. shooting. Well, also. did you see the interview with him? Uh, where he was talking about he was auditioning for it, and then he was watching TV, and someone asked Han, uh, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, about what he thinks of the the Solo movie. Any any advice for anyone who might be trying out for the role? And he said, "Don't do it." And he was like, "And I was in the middle of auditioning for it, and I went, well, fuck." <laughs> Harrison Ford <laughs> said, "Don't do it." Um, and another little fun fact, and I'll shut up from here on out, is uh, the reason it was a big deal for Donald Glover to get this role is his first toy ever was Lando Calrissian. Aww. Um, and so now he has a toy of himself as Lando Calrissian that his son plays with, and so it's this beautiful like That's circle insane. of life kind of thing. Yeah. So I I I'm just really excited he's doing it and got his own. Movie. I do want to speak a little bit about on Alden's part because like when he was announced as the casting for it, he got a lot of flack. It was mm-hmm. almost the same amount what Charlie Hunnan got like when he was cast for as Christian Grey for Fifty Shades of Grey, like where mm-hmm. Charlie Hunnan left the role. Wow. And it's crazy to think because there was another guy who. Um, everyone in the, like all the internet world was saying like this guy looks like Harrison Ford and they played him as young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline and everyone was saying that that should have been the role but you know Alden had to go against that and still perform and do what the script says do what the director says make it a good performance for other actors playing with them so it, it's a huge testament and kind of like rehashing a little bit of like what Core was talking about in Deadpool 2 like go ahead and listen to that episode when you get the chance um but, you know, it, it is about, like, the whole process of filmmaking, not about the time frame it takes, but also just, like, the struggle it takes. And that's why, again, this show stands for the fact of, like, we don't like to just, like, trash on movies and stuff like that, but kind of honor and celebrate, like, everything that goes into it. Yeah. 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 But then crit, crit, critique it if yeah. you want to. Yeah. And you know what? I'm feeling complete. Oh, my God. I feel yeah. complete. I think we're good. <laughs> I think it's good. It's a good episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'd love to hear what you think about it when you hear this, you're driving along, whatever. Uh, slip inside the DMs. Don't 
while you're driving, though. <laughs> Not while <laughs> you're driving. Once you get back home, uh, let us know. Send us some messages. We'd uh, love to hear what you think. All that kind of stuff. If you'd like to know where you can reach us, all of our information is on nerdonthepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. All of our social media, uh, our uh, email, all that kind of stuff. If you want to gush with us personally, check out our Patreon. Be part of the Discord, Discord servers. Like We love gushing about it after the shows are all yeah. done, yeah. too. In fact, we just had a great conversation on Discord about if we could have a specific superhero power, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite superhero team ups? Like, it's 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 a fun time for all involved. Yeah. So yeah, and then if you you forget all that, uh, you can check us out on Twitch as well, and then come join us there. Yeah. Twitch.tv/nerdonthepodcast. Six and out of seven have, days a week. Uh, yeah. yeah, six out of seven days a week, and we have individual stream days, and then we also have a group game day on Thursdays. Six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, yeah, and also help uh, the show uh, support us just by rating it on whatever podcaster app or podcaster that you're yeah. listening to. Yeah, yeah. share, with, we still share with your friends. Like, comment, subscribe. Smash <laughs> that like yeah. button. Make sure you hit that bell so you get to hear all of our sexy voices. Have but we anyway, said everything? I think we I think have that's this everything. Way. The yeah. last thing we have to say is, as always, nerd on. Ending broadcast. Ending broadcast.